Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. JJ under center. Brings a tight end in motion. Handoff Blake Corum up the middle. Touchdown! Wolverines find the left side of the offensive line, and Michigan extends the lead to 33-13 to with 3.37 to go in the ballgame. They kicked that extra point. Final score, 34-13. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines, and good morning. It's Maggie Gray and Andrew Perloff. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like it felt a little closer than 34-13. Oh, that's interesting. I never really felt like it was close. Why well, one touchdown <laughs> game in the fourth quarter? I know it. The scoreboard said that, but because how dominant Michigan's defense was and the lack of explosive plays by Washington, except for that forty-four yard pass to Roma Dunze, we were like, okay, maybe, maybe Washington has a prayer. But Washington couldn't do anything all night. So congratulations to the Huskies. They are national champs. The defense was the thing. I think Michigan could have won this by four touchdowns if they had just not abandoned the run or maybe you, you know, congratulate or give some flowers to Washington for some defensive adjustments that they made on Michigan. It felt a lot like the game against Alabama to me with Michigan. It was like you felt like you had some things working. Then you let Alabama hang around. That game obviously went to overtime. This one was a little more dominant. Yeah, I I don't think it was that far off. I think, obviously, Washington got screwed early because their running back just was completely non-explosive. Why they saw Dylan Johnson, who was obviously injured on the field. Very injured. So they couldn't run, (laughs) and they put Michigan in the – Michigan's defense played great because it was easy. They knew exactly – everyone knows what Michael Penix wants to do. He wants to throw it on the sideline. So Michigan just had three guys up front, and everyone dropped back and made life impossible for Penix because Washington wasn't Washington. They were – then Penix got hurt. The whole thing was a disaster. I I understand, like, Michigan's defense is getting a lot of credit today. They should. I I think Washington was injured early on and a little bit off. They came out probably a little bit nervous, and then things just started to snowball. I think that game could have gone a little differently. I don't think those two teams are so far apart. I think Michigan's great, but you just compared it to the Alabama game, which Michigan barely snuck by. No, I get it, but I, that the way the reason why I compare it to the Alabama game is because I felt like if Michigan really wanted to dictate the terms, they just never could put the final like kill shot in on Alabama until it got to uh, overtime. The same thing kind of with Washington. I thought they were dictating the terms. I mean, you can't start the game better than the way that Michigan yeah. started the game with the back-to-back Donovan Edwards touchdowns. I mean, it was it was amazing. And then they started throwing the ball. Again, it could be a credit to Washington's defense, but I thought Michigan could have done whatever they wanted to do. And instead, they left the door open for Washington. And unfortunately, the Huskies could not just right. – c- couldn't get over the hump. Like, for example, Washington really – they scored a touchdown – 
um, late in the second quarter. Then they're getting the ball to start the third quarter, right, to start the second half. The first drive, Penix throws a pick. You know, it's like they had the momentum. Maybe they could have really taken control of the game, but they couldn't, and Michigan, to me, w- always felt in control. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they won 34-13, yeah. but Michigan is a little bit one-dimensional. They couldn't throw the ball at all. So, But they're not trying to either. Well, like, J.J. Right, McCarthy right, right. had 18 pass attempts. Like, they're, they know who they are, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, and very few of them were actually effective. Yeah, they're, they only completed 10 of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. So, I, I, don't think, I don't think Michigan's designed to win a game like, you know, like Georgia last year, 65-7. to they're not going to blow you out. But, honestly, Washington's going to look back at the game and say, we blew a few opportunities. Definitely. Obviously, very early in the game, Penix had a wide-open Roma Dunze and uncharacteristically overthrew him. So, I do think, yeah, it was 34. It was a blowout. But Washington's going to look back and say, man, a couple things have gone differently. If Dylan Johnson was healthy, then maybe we would have been in that game. Obviously, Michigan's a better team. Their line, their defensive line and offensive line blew them away, yeah. as we kind of expected. But I, it didn't feel like such a wild blowout to me at all. No, it wasn't a wild blowout. Again, we saw Georgia against TCU last year. Like, that's a wild blowout. This one, to me, though, like, it, it just, you know, Michael Penix had really been coming off of this high from the semifinal, right? And it almost felt like there were a lot of people out there that maybe were watching him for the first time or weren't really understanding how pretty of a pass he's able to throw. And I thought for as high as he was in the semifinal, you know, this is probably as low maybe as his stock could be. Ironically, because he's in the title game, so there's more chances to sort of get exposed. But Michigan's defense, they are sending multiple guys to the pros. And you saw the pressure that they were able to get on Penix. And he's not a guy who's moving around. There's no design runs, very few for him. He doesn't move around in the pocket a lot. And so Mm. if he he doesn't step up in the pocket, I'll put it that way. So when he has a little bit of pressure in his face, like you saw what happened, he's got amazing NFL receivers out there. And there were passes that were sailing all over the place, except to those talented guys. I didn't, I didn't see it that way at all. First of all, he's a master at avoiding sacks. Like he, Barely ever gets sacked because he gets rid of the ball really fast. Yeah, I, but where I, was he throwing it to? He's well, under the first row there of the so stands. Many, there were so many throws on the sideline where at least a Washington guy got his hand on it where the Washington receiver had three inches of separation. Like the, Michigan knew exactly where they obviously looked at film. Right. Who knows how? And a lot of film because it's Michigan. <laughs> yeah, where's Connor? Stanley? I think Penix had nowhere to throw. And he, he was even actually getting close to hitting some of those longer plays. Uh, guys at least were getting hand on the ball. There was no open guys uh, on the sideline where his famous throw is he steps back and just hurls it down the deep right or left sideline. Michigan was covering them, so they forced him into the middle of the field where he doesn't want to go. He's no. not he's not a middle of the field passer. I'm amazed, first of all, he hurt his foot earlier in the game, then he had a broken rib, and he still the guy gets so much torque on the ball with no movement at all. I still think he's a great quarterback. And it's not like he didn't do anything last night. He had 255 yards of passing against a great defense. Yeah, but I, didn't you feel like, and I'm not going to, yes, it's 255 yards. But I thought a lot of that stuff, especially in the first half, was like bubble screens and stuff. And that was like his, he was like right. throwing basically at the line of scrimmage. And it's his players and the receivers who were going and making plays and getting yards after the catch. Again, I, I'm not going to totally... Uh, I'm not giving up on Penix. I just, I can't imagine how he would be able to be effective in the NFL because God, I see it better in the, way better in the NFL than here. The corners are going to be just as sticky, if not more in the NFL to your receivers. Like 
I mean, Michigan Michigan was so not scared of the run game that they just dropped everyone back and they made life impossible. I don't think any quarterback was going to rip apart that Michigan defense. Unless, unless you have a run game. This college football, you can't run for 40 yards in the national title game and expect your quarterback to do well. No, I get it, but this is the first signs of, you know, not first signs. I know that Michael Penix has been pressured before, but not by a defense that is as good as Michigan's. And that's all those guys in the NFL. And I know you'd have an NFL offensive line too, but that Washington offensive line was a highly rated offensive line. And they were getting pushed back into Penix to the point where he did have the ankle that got stepped on because the guards were just getting totally mashed up in his face. Like I, I, but There's another part, too, about Penix. I think you're right. He did get hurt in this game. That's been the thing about him his entire career. Kudos to him because he's overcome so many injuries. But you hear him talking last night. It was like he was so thrilled to finish that game. It meant so much to him to finish a season. If He was talking almost like a guy when it comes to injuries where he's reached the finish line, not about to start another pro career where you're more, uh, you know, potentially open to injury than anywhere. Yeah, I still like him. Uh, I, I I think he's designed for the pros. The dude is just an ultimate point guard. Chucks it everywhere. Uh, he can run a little bit if he has to when he's healthy. I'm, they don't call I'm any really, sign runs for really him, interested in him. Just maybe I'm a sucker for a lefty. You know, I love Zion Williamson. I, any kind of lefty. It just looks so good. Uh, and even last night, there were a lot. I mean, they took away that 35-yard pass to Adunze. Yeah, Day. I mean, there was some. There were guys holding each other all night. I'm not going to Oh, that's go the other and... two. Michigan was manhandling receivers. Those guys weren't open. And if they start throwing flags, and all of a sudden, Penix is looking at 400 yards instead of 255 yards. I didn't think it was that far off. I mean, uh, but again, getting back to Michigan. Give, Michigan won this game. I'll tell yeah, you when they, they won did. this game. When? They won this game January 5th of last year. The second that... The second that J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum and Jim Harbaugh all returned, you knew this was setting up perfectly because everybody else in college football left. Think about last year's Final Four. All those guys are gone. Alabama's quarterback, Georgia's quarterback, Ohio State's quarterback. So this was Michigan's year all year, and credit them. They just they did exactly the job in front of them and mowed down all the competition. So this is what the final call sounded like. J.J. takes the snap, flips the ball to Roman Wilson after he takes a knee, and Michigan... The Wolverines have won a national championship. Wolverine players, Wolverine alums, Michigan fans everywhere. Jim Harbaugh and your staff, your team is the number one team in America as the clock ticks down and Michigan completes a 15-0 national championship season here in Houston. All right, and there were a lot of fun Michigan alums in the stadium, including Derek Jeter and some others, but J.J. McCarthy. Now, this is where I'm going to disagree with you, Pearl. If you said that Michigan had this thing won January 5th of last year because they brought everybody back. To me, there was absolutely nothing about this season that was a given once the sign-stealing scandal broke. Here is J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for Michigan, the winning team, saying they had to go to a dark place. We came a long way, but in order to accomplish things like this, you got to go to those, you know, dark places where everything's not great. And, you know, just the response, you know, the urgency right after that last game last year, it was different. I knew it, you know, just from being on the podium last year and saying that we'll be back. I knew the guys that were coming back and I just I had this feeling that it was going to be where we are right now. Okay, so acknowledging that this season 
had some adversity. And I love that it's being sort of touted. It's funny to me that it's being touted as like this obstacle that the team had to overcome when Connor Stallions, the sign stealer, was on the staff. This is your self-imposed, self-inflicted controversy that you caused and you created. The guy was breaking the rules. It helped the team clearly or else it w- they wouldn't have kept doing it and so it's funny to me that it's painted as like this adversity this is like tom brady well no nah, i'm not gonna go to brady but this is this is like you know you, michigan can't understand why anyone would question the validity of this title or anything they've done in the last three years when they had this dude cheating his face off on their payroll yeah except that they that was several months ago they won every game since it came out so what's they obviously didn't need the signs to beat every other team in college football. Okay. So what what's the difference? Okay. So here's what I think about that. I think that if you're only looking at when Michigan got busted for the Connor Stallions thing and what they've done since, you're not taking into account the accumulation of success that happened before this season that could have helped Michigan. And I'm talking about sign stealing that could have helped them beat Ohio State mm-hmm. because Jim Harbaugh could not beat Ohio State. Until he did this year. I until the Connor Stallion sign stealing of right. the, of two years ago, right? So so what happens when you start to flip and turn the tide on maybe the most important rivalry we still have in sports? Re- better recruiting. They got McCarthy before they beat Ohio State. And, uh, people coming back. People, they also got Corum before they beat Ohio State, I believe. People staying because you yeah. think that you have a shot. I'm just saying you you have to understand Jim Harbaugh, and I know you know this was at his lowest point. He was taking a pay cut. He was wants to get wanted to get run out of town by some alums. Like it couldn't have been worse for him. The sign stealing had to have an impact on them just turning the program around in general. So there has to be a domino effect mm. that exists beyond just okay, you didn't have the signs for Alabama. Feels like you're in a gray area here. So you're saying this goes back 3 years ago. Because first of all, the signs were so effective, then the players would have been so good they would have had no choice but to go in the NFL draft because they would have been the number one and pick if they knew all the signs. It really did not have an impact. Will you admit that sign ceiling had no impact on the second half of the college football season? Because Michigan kind of beat up everybody anyway. I know the Alabama game was really close. Yeah. But they obviously didn't need the signs to whoop Washington last night. Well, yes, you can be the more talented team on a certain day. But that doesn't erase all the advantages you got from the sign stealing starting in 2021. And I'll tell you, because 2021 and 2022 and this season, 12 and 2, 13 and 1, 15 and 0. That's a 40 and 3 record for Michigan over the last three years when the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 seasons per- preceding that, they were 49 and 22. It was not, they were not this juggernaut of a team. They clearly something changed, and well, we know what it is because Jim Har got Harbaugh got suspended for it. Yeah, but it's okay. You're imagining like it's not like Austin P. All of a sudden built this powerhouse. It's Michigan with all the resources in the world. I think they have the one of the richest, most successful alumni bases. All the so money. why don't they win every year? Well, I mean, it was just a matter of time. It's like that they were going to come back. I mean, I it w- if it wasn't Jim Harbaugh, somebody else was going to build this program. The bones of a contender were always there. It's just a, look at the stadium, look at the uniforms, look at the pizzazz. Like 
once they got rid of Brady Hoke, they were going to bring in somebody to build this. And you said it's like you're shocked that they got good. It's only because of science dealing. No. It's Michigan football. Perloff, in 2019, they were 9-4. and four. That's yeah. not a national championship contender. That That's a, like, here's the thing. Yeah, but they would have been eventually. Any, t- any team in college football is has the ability to fall on hard times. And Michigan was one of those programs, and it got to the depths of it with Rich Rodriguez and with Brady Hoke. Harbaugh came around, put together two back-to-back 10-win seasons, but then could but could not beat Ohio State. Again, if if Michigan was so pleased with everything he was doing, why'd they ask him to take a pay cut? I mean, okay, let's be honest. If they have about, all these resources, why would they ever cut the pay I have pay an uncomfortable the, truth for you because I know the, how you feel about him, but you know why they beat Ohio State. Why? Because Urban Meyer's gone. Well, that's another – I mean, that's a totally other conversation. But J.J. McCarthy himself – before the semifinal game, maybe it was after the semifinal game, said Ohio State was getting our signs. They were doing it legally. We had to do something to combat it. I mean, this is the quarterback who basically said it. Like, to say that this sign-stealing scandal does not impact this championship at all because they may have not had Washington signs last night is ludicrous. You've had years to build on this competitive advantage, right? This is why do you think Belichick keeps doing it? Spygate and all these things and building. He's in Belichick was still spying on the Cincinnati Bengals the, the year they drafted Joe Burrow. He, you, if it wasn't going to give you an advantage, they wouldn't be doing it. I don't understand this. So this is like cheating in the past four years ago. No. Gave them this title. Earlier this year, Three not years ago. four years okay, ago. Earlier well, you're this saying, season. But you're saying the 2020 cheating, whatever, built this current champion. So does that mean the second Astros title doesn't count because they clearly weren't doing the garbage can thing? At what point do they do they earn it on their own right? Like, doesn't the, the cheating pass? They did cheat in the past. Wait, but bro, then the past is this year. Stop putting this in like 1987. Well, you were just talk, you're the one who was just reading the nine and four record in 2019. You're the one who put in the past, not me. No, no, no. I'm saying starting in 2021 when the sign stealing started. That sounds like the past to me. Okay, but when did they get caught? Not in 2021. They got caught this year. They were still doing it up until a, uh, two months ago. But did you just say that the the past sign ceiling is why they were able to build this juggernaut? So I that's think, something about the past. So do you apply that to every team who's cheated? That, you know, if they cheated four years ago, then their current title doesn't count. So that means the second Astros title doesn't no, count or we, any. You can't really no, we'll look at it that Astros way. because the Astros are cheating literally in the moment of what's coming, like curveball, like breaking ball or fastball. The same thing. Michigan is obviously. Obviously, the allegation is that they knew a run player or a pass player was coming. I'm saying they helped rebuild the program off of this. They may have helped rebuild the program off of the sign stealing because you don't know if you have a slip up against a bad team if you don't have the signs. Do they lose to Illinois? Do they have these really close games where maybe they're on the losing side of it? And now all of a sudden we're talking about Michigan in a different way. And I know Brett Bielema was ticked off about this, and he was one of those guys. If you're Penn State, if you're any of these teams that's ever played Michigan close, you have to be wondering, and I'm talking about in 2021, 2022, and earlier this year, you have to be wondering, like, they never slipped up. They never slipped up. I know they were playing a really easy schedule. They never slipped up. And was that because of the sign ceiling? And that just keeps the juggernaut rolling. There's no step backs. There's no... You know, yeah, it, it all Talib, matters. I mean, who were they playing this year? First of all, it didn't matter this year because it, Penn State, they, they the scandal was already out when they played Penn State, and Penn State was terrible. What about so. last year? Who cares about – that's exactly my point. It doesn't matter. Last year – they I don't wouldn't care have they, made the college football playoffs right, last where they year. Got, where they lost to TCU. Because why? 
so, TCU knew that they were sign stealing. So that's last year. That's my point is you're talking about the past. They did not have the signs for Penn State, Ohio State, Alabama, and Washington, and they won all those games. So I, obviously they did not need the signs to be the best team in college football. Okay, but that last year TCU knew that they had the right. signs, changed them all up, and what happened? They lost. Right. Like it does. It, if Michigan, if TCU never knew that Michigan had their signs and never changed anything, what do you think the outcome of that game is? Well, They're what, probably in another national championship. What I'm saying is. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying because they were cheating last year, they lost in the final four? No, I'm saying TCU oopsie duped them. And if TCU didn't have the heads up, probably by someone from Ohio State or who knows, that they were, that they did have the signs and change everything up, we're talking about Jim Harbaugh losing. Uh, maybe, or excuse me, if they don't know, maybe we're talking about Jim Harbaugh in the national championship game for two years in a row. They were gaining an advantage with the signs. Period. End of statement. It they, has to matter. Well, they obviously, well, you agree with me. They did not need the signs to beat Washington. I'll, I, it doesn't matter because they had the signs in this season, which is the championship season. Mm. Like if it had all, if they had gotten snuffed out in the summer, maybe, and then they went through this whole thing, maybe I'll give it to you. But did they need the signs to beat Alabama? Alabama. Did they need the signs to maybe beat one of the little sisters of the poor who they played earlier this no. year when Jim Harbaugh was suspended? That the first was a time? really bad schedule. I have schedule. no idea. That was a really bad well, schedule. I know. I mean, Michigan's got to schedule somebody in the non-conference. Nobody's uh, going to now. It's over with the twelve-team college football playoff. But. Uh, I just think that you're grabbing onto the past. Yes. Uh, first of all, even if this, I. Forget all the signs. I think this is so overrated because it seems like everybody in college football has the signs. And they should. If you're not trying to get the signs, then you're not working hard. So it reminds me so much of Spygate. Like, nobody was putting an asterisk on the 07 Patriots, in my mind. If they had won the Super Bowl because they got caught in week one. And then they went on to win 16 straight games. And then they got all the way to the Super Bowl. So I wouldn't put an asterisk on Spygate. I wouldn't put an asterisk on Auburn with Cam Newton. Like, this this is not That's asterisk totally worthy. Different. That's totally different. Auburn and Cam Newton, that was a cheating situation. Like, that was a paying that, – and that wasn't even him. It was a different school. Right, right. That's what – but a cheating situation. I mean, it's not totally different. It's no. in the same ballpark. I'm no, just saying – You can't do paying players under the table versus sign stealing. That is totally different. We're well, talking about t- different regardless, that's areas why they va- of cheating. That's why they do actually put asterisks and vacate titles for that very reason. You know, Michigan and Villanova and – Yeah, sure. That's USC. why – at USC, that's why they actually do vacate titles – but I mean, Spygate to me is the best analogy. Were you really? Are you putting an asterisk on the Patriots season two thousand seven? We call Belichick a cheater all the time. It's the one thing that is so impacts Belichick's legacy. It's it will. Yes it's, or no? It's a part of Belichick's legacy that he cheated. It is a part of this championship that Michigan was cheating. Are you yes, putting an asterisk yes, on? Yes, there the, is an asterisk. So you're putting an asterisk on the 07 Patriots too, just to be clear. I'm putting an asterisk. I'm Belichick's entire career. Will you not? No, admit- I'm not putting an asterisk on Belichick's entire career because of Spygate, which was another stupid scandal. So they pointed their video camera at the sideline. Who cares? This is a complicated game of why football. It's a took, month. Why do you think it took a first round draft pick away? I have no idea because the NFL hates Bill Belichick. I, I think the no, whole thing is no, Spygate was overblown. It. Deflategate was overblown. The whole thing is, I mean, it was a videotaping procedural error. Honestly, like, I just don't think you're doing signs on the sideline. Like, I see it at home. This is not the, the most egregious. Off, were this you is wearing not a like fake tapping. mustache going to Central Michigan. I think this is this is not the crazy egregious cheating scandal to me. It's not like you're tapping into the helmet uh, microphone. I, I, you're not being that malicious. The guy is giving the signs on the sideline. So, so you happen to have a person there. 
This is which is a stupid rule that they were breaking anyway. Of okay. course, you should have in-person scouts at college football. It's well, not 1954. Well, but they may change that, but it's not changed now. Why do you think the Big Ten took an unprecedented step of suspending Jim Harbaugh in season if it wasn't a big deal? They could have done this after the season. They could have done it never. Because the Big Ten are a total bunch of morons, as is every conference in college football, and they were reacting to public reaction. I don't think so. They were reacting to coaches in the conference who were pissed off. That's what it was. 855-212-4CBS. And if everyone was doing it, why would the coaches be calling each other out? That's mutually assured destruction. Michigan was killing them, and they hate Jim Harbaugh. No, Michigan was killing them, and they were getting an advantage. 855-212-4CBS. We're not going to see this the same way. I'm curious how the audience sees it. Were you thinking about the sign stealing last night? Do you think that it will be part of the story with the Michigan Wolverines in 2023-2024? 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. <laughs> Since I don't think there's an asterisk, I think I get to celebrate today for Michigan. I am part of this, the confetti coming down, the Harbaugh's, who's got it better than us. Yeah, I'm on that bandwagon <laughs> because I I understand why people want to put an asterisk, but they won fair and square last night. They beat Alabama fair and square. They beat Ohio State. They beat Penn State. So I'm sorry, you are overrating the sign ceiling impact on their success. Not you, but whoever's listening and really wants to take it away from Michigan, part of the game. Uh, I, I think they crossed the line. They broke the rules. This isn't five years ago. This was this year. They got an advantage up until this year, which means this season is in called into question. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Roy is in Pittsburgh. Good morning, Roy. How are you? Maggie, I'm actually in uh, cloudy South Florida, but I am from Pittsburgh. Got How it. are you doing this morning? Well, lucky you, because I'd, I'd trade uh, cloudy South Florida for New York City right now in a heartbeat. <laughs> Correct. Maggie, I just don't think that the signs, the, this whole idea about signs in baseball, signs in football, I, I really, as a competitor, don't think it makes that much difference. Yeah. Every single one of those guys on that field uh, watch film. Uh, they watch it all week long. And um, your guy, Matt Milano, he stands in front of Ben Roethlisberger and points. <laughs> and says, it's going right there. Yep, uh, he knew. And the sign stealing is minor compared to the work it takes to be a national champion. You know, Roy, I get it. I think a lot of people will have that same opinion. But the facts are the facts, which is the Big Ten, and now the NCAA is going to investigate. I know everyone hates the NCAA, but the Big Ten... It, Jim Harbaugh's own conference investigated this. Oh, come on. Suspended him for three games. That's a total of six games that he was suspended this year. And I do think that, A, it was different. It was different. It was egregious. I know the Michigan players just try to say they have a higher IQ than everyone else. I was like, okay, well, good job, good effort on that. But I think it did have a difference or else they wouldn't have kept doing, kept doing it, and it was egregious and crossed the line. Like that, Those are just the facts. Okay, but it really didn't have an impact because last night you saw Michigan's offensive line, even without its best player, just mowed over Washington's defensive line. And what do you need to sign when both running backs are going for over 100 yards easily? There's no signs involved. That was just old-fashioned. Our line's going to kick the butt of your line on both sides of the ball. The signs were totally irrelevant in this game. And really, 
kind of irrelevant the second half of the season because Michigan went on a run without this quote-unquote advantage. That being said, they probably could have stolen signs off the TV copy as well, well because it's not that big game, a deal. Though, that everyone can do so, that off the TV. It feels like a minor distinction to me that Listen, the guy was in the stadium compared to not in the stadium. It's not an egregious cheating thing. Okay, I mean, there had, are small cheating scandals, right? Not everything is this gigantic, earth-changing cheating scandal. Did you can have like break 60 little rules. people going to different uh, venues all all over the country, flying there, staying in hotels, making sure that they had tickets on the 50-yard line on one side. On the other side, it was like a full-scale, like it was a sting operation basically for every single football game where he, this guy Stallions is deputizing all these other people around the country to do this to build like dossiers essentially about teams that Michigan might face in the future. It it, was different, dude. Is it really that hard? I mean, Oregon holds up a sign with four heads on it. Like, it's all of a sudden like... Dan Patrick and, and Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Banana, there are four signs. And, like, is do you really need a dossier to figure out college football signs? It seems pretty simple to me. And everybody's doing it. <laughs> I mean, what did. What it's what, like you 80% don't want to look at the facts. Do you agree that 80% You're a terrible jurist, by the way. 80% <laughs> wow. are done. Will you guys admit that 80% of the teams actually that's, are scouting signs? That's not the point. The point the is, point is that they did it in person. They, I understand. No, and you they, honestly think that like Auburn is not taking the hour drive and scouting Alabama in person? Get out of here! I don't give a crap. And because, if they did, get them in trouble too. Yes, if it, it, it like that's the thing. I don't give a crap because if they are and they're going to get busted for it, they should also get in trouble. Michigan was doing it; they got in trouble. I don't know why that's so hard for people to. Yeah, accept. I mean, it's a minor cheating scandal. It's not. It's not this. Total game changer to me at all. Like, asterisk, give me a break. You think three games to suspend the coach that eventually wins the national championship, you think that's minor? Absolutely minor. Yes, I think in-person sign stealing is a minor cheating scandal, especially because they proved they could win without it. It's like if a guy got – it's like NASCAR where there's cheating every week. Say a restrictor plate was three inches off and you got disqualified from Daytona. If you fix that and win the last race of the year, that doesn't mean that it doesn't count. But it doesn't mean you weren't do you weren't cheating yeah, it, before. Yes. So you got caught with your restrictor plate three inches off. That's what Wait, this is. It's a minor, the, minor violation. All you keep doing is giving me what about this and what about that, and you keep bringing up Auburn. Like they didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I'm I saying it, like you're, you're, you're because just this idea that other teams were not in person scouting is insane. Okay, to but me. you are also letting Michigan off the hook because yeah. you're saying what about this, what about that, without looking at what actually happened. It's not still conjecture. It's not still uh, maybe. Like, Jim Harbaugh got suspended. The Big Ten said they cheated. It's like the case is closed, except the NCAA still has a case. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're acting like nothing happened when that's just not true. They got caught early in the season for in-person sign stealing. I'll admit that, definitely. But they obviously, like, they did not win this title because of Connor Stallions. And they, they were the best college football team. There's no doubt about that. I don't know. I mean, Alabama had him in overtime, so I don't know if it was no doubt about that. They yeah. just had to go to overtime in the last game. And yes. if it did help them not lose one of the games in September and October, that's what loss, I'm saying. they wouldn't have been in position to win at the end of the year. And, what game? and do that last year, too. Play that out for last season. Which game? Show me a game that this, they needed sign sealing no, no, to win. I, I'm, but, but that's the point of why I disagree with almost every take you have on. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm definitely on Team Maggie here because you can't dismiss it because it happened in September. Because September matters 
to December and January in college football. So you're saying that they needed the science to beat East Carolina, UNLV. They, you're right. I'm saying that... That 35-7 win over UNLV was because they knew the UNLV's quarterback was... Wait, I'm saying if it didn't matter... Ball, get out of here. If it didn't matter, it didn't they matter. wouldn't be doing it. So it mattered, yeah. and it could it affects everything. Now, they were, they were clearly better last night, for sure. But to let them... And I don't know what the right... Punishment, so, but, but, but it sounds like you're full asterisk, and you guys can't be no, black. No, no. You guys have to go full asterisk. Otherwise, what are you talking about? No, I'm confused by your full dismissal of well, it. That's a full like dismissal. Yeah, they nothing. got caught. Yeah, it's part of the story. But to give it an asterisk and say that this didn't count is nuts to me because they proved they could beat every team in the country, the best teams in the country, without sign stealing. So who cares? Let's, yeah, they well, got caught cheating. A lot of a lot of teams get caught okay, cheating. Okay, but we're not talking about those teams. We're talking about Michigan. Yeah, and you so want to no, talk about those I'm other saying, teams. Yes. They got caught. They and did something wrong. where are they, by the way? All these other teams that get caught for cheating with sign stealing. Where, why, right. where are the headlines? No, no, no. But, I mean, millions of teams get caught cheating for different things. Of I mean, course. violations all And so all does over Michigan, the by the way, because Jim Harbaugh <laughs> was suspended for the first three games of the season, which was self-imposed because of some recruiting violations. I think it's rich to bring up, and listen, I understand that Michigan is a great team, and I'm not taking away from any of the players here, but it is rich to bring up Michigan could have never possibly lost to one of these inferior teams when it is Michigan that lost in one of the most notorious yeah. upsets in the history of college football when they lost to Appalachian State. Like, no one saw it coming. Yeah. First game of the year of all the teams to say they could never lose. Like, yes, they could. Wait, Anybody show me, could. Show me the game that was close enough. I mean, this was well, a but ridiculous no, but it season. It would have to be a close game. If they knew what any of those teams were doing, of course they're going to win 35-7. I would say That's, Illinois last I, year. It's not that a, was the big one. But honestly, no, I, was, I I cannot go there with you. I I think they did not need science to beat any of these teams. I think to say that they won any of these games due to science stealing is wrong. No, but it's the ultimate safety hatch. It's the ultimate escape route. It's irrelevant. They just beat Ohio State, Alabama. And Washington in a row without it, so it meant nothing to them. Their six, their best games had they were not stealing signs. The most impressive games of their season, so it didn't improve them as a team. But I think where it's relevant, I think, is what was Maggie's original point, and it's I think my number one thing. I don't want to hear anything about their being victims or we overcame okay. this. Like Let that, me ask you they, this. that card they don't have. So you guys are full on asterisk. No, no, I'm full on don't ask for sympathy or extra credit because you overcame the stuff that you didn't have to overcome. I'm Asterix. This is part of the story. It's all, yeah, 100% part of the story. I mean, you can't talk about them winning without mentioning this. So why won't you go Asterix then, Bogus? Because they still won last night, which is where I guess we, you and I share common ground. But you can't, but there's, you are I'm not dismissing it and saying it's not part of the story. I'm just saying, like... You it said it was irrelevant. To me, it's an overblown part of the story, and there's no Asterix at all. They you were the best irrelevant. team in college football. It's not irrelevant. It's irrelevant to it's what happened. It's very relevant. Sign ceiling is totally, uh, we do disagree. It's totally irrelevant to what happened last night. Sign ceiling had nothing to do with the outcome of that game. Except that they've always had a way out to stay undefeated. They probably could have beaten UNLV the same way, but if they knew every single UNLV call, I mean, some of the video that we've already seen of them, all of them in unison, like on the sideline, reacting to one hand, seemed like, oh, we know what this is, because Connor Stallion's got all this Zapruder film on all these teams. It's crazy. They also can't say that they're innocent. 
Like, you got caught. Uh, yeah, that one's coming in a second. Yeah, let's hear from that. Bogus has got headlines. Good morning. Uh, they're all sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. An imperfect, perfect season for Michigan. The Wolverines national champs for the first time since 97. Unbeaten in 15 games, but for six of them, their head coach was suspended. Off the field issues, we're innocent. And, and we stood we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. Yeah, again, thank you, Ryan. They're not innocent. Jim Harbaugh, definitely not innocent. But that's what his proclamation was after a 34-13 decision over Washington in Houston in the CFP finale last night. Michigan led 17-3 in the first half, but just 2013 in the fourth. Then Blake Corum ran for two touchdowns. Michigan running for 303 yards on the night. Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer had to address his team after a loss for the first time since October 8th of 2022. I wanted them to make sure that they knew is, is even though this wasn't what we, we feel was going to happen, and, but they've, uh, they've restored UW football. Michael Penix Jr.'s remarkable college career ending with another gritty effort, foot, rib issues, but only 27 for 51, 255 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Uh, the major NFL coaching and front office news yesterday came while we were still on the air. Later in the day, Giants D coordinator Wink Martindale stepped down, and the Jags fired their D.C. Mike Caldwell. Pete Carroll said he intends to remain the Seahawks head coach for a 15th season. Dolphin linebackers Jerome Baker, Andrew Van Ginkle reportedly out for Saturday night's game in <sighs> KC and likely for any games Miami plays after that. Both got hurt Sunday night. Baker needs wrist surgery. Van Ginkle has a foot problem. It's a season-ending shoulder injury for John ja Morant. The Grizzlies made that announcement last night after Ja got hurt in practice on Saturday. Imaging showed a tear in his labrum. The Clippers outscored the Suns 138-111. They've won six of seven. James Harden, 19 points and 10 assists. And the Pacers got by the Celtics 133-131. But Tyrese Halliburton headed for an MRI today after a left hamstring injury in the second quarter. Did you see when he slipped on that injury? Yeah. There is something unique about watching a basketball player. How tall is Tyrese Halliburton? 6'4". Six, six, yeah, 6'4". Yeah. Like okay, or just a very tall person whose legs are, like, going out like he's about to do a split. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no. They keep going and going and going. There's no way he's going to get up. And, like, dudes on the bench, like, turn to look away. It was, again, Ugh. he got carried off the court. It was it was bad looking. It's something like a baby giraffe kind of about a guy whose legs are going out that way yeah. when they're so tall. Yeah, Bambi but, on ice yes, kind of thing. Like yeah. Uh, MLB.com expects the Giants to land Japanese lefty Shota Imanaga. The 30-year-old has a 3.18 career ERA in the Colorado Avalanche. Topped the Bruins last night 4-3 in a shootout. Colorado has won five of its last six. Guys, back to you. Bogish, thank you so much. You're welcome to weigh in. The big debate this morning, Michigan's title. Are they fully innocent here, or are you going to put an asterisk on it because of the sign-stealing scandal? Wait, wait, wait. That's not the debate. <laughs> What's the debate? <laughs> Do you put an asterisk on Michigan's title, not are they fully innocent? Well, Where that, did that come from? Well, just played the Harbaugh sound. Okay, yeah, but nobody believes that. <laughs> I'm saying everyone knows they cheated. The question is, is there an asterisk? That's the real question for the crowd, right? All right. You, Yeah, I, I love how that sort of helps your argument there. I'm going off the Harbaugh sound. We literally just played it.
855-212-4CBS. Uh, coming up, we also have uh, Jerry Jones on Mike McCarthy's future. This one kind of slid under the radar a little bit. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. For a Cowboy Quickie in this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. We get back to the national championship game in just a moment, but we couldn't let this one go any further, Perloff. It was Jerry Jones who, after the Cowboys beat the Commanders resoundingly on Sunday, was asked about the future of Mike McCarthy, and he said to... Print reporters, quote, we'll see how each game goes in the playoffs. End quote. Ooh. That's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> because Mike McCarthy, his record in the playoffs recently, well, there's been one glaring thing. Cannot beat the 49ers. And they're on a collision course right now. No, they won a championship. Right. But at least they'll probably get him the NFC title game this year. So, and they have a really easy path to the NFC title game. So, I think, I, come on. If he makes a conference championship game, Mike McCarthy's coming back. Do, do you think there's any way you'd fire him, even if they lost 42-10 to 10 again to, da, uh, to San Francisco? He's totally safe now because they're going to kill the Packers. I'm sorry. And then then it might be the Bucks in the next round. I mean, come on. Or maybe the Lions, who are uh, kind of flawed right now. Laporta hurt. Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys are in great shape to make a little run here, and that's all he needs. Do you think if he loses to San Francisco in the conference title game, they'd get rid of him? Okay, well, Jerry Jones says we'll see how each game goes, and I'm not trying to parse Jerry Jones's words because, you know, like I know Jerry says a lot of things. Well, maybe that means if they get upset by Green Bay. Well, well, I don't know. Like, he's not just saying, let's see how the wild card round goes. Let's see how the divisional round goes. He's saying, let's see how each game goes, and if they can't beat San Francisco, even if it is in the NFC Championship game, if it looks bad, which I don't think it's going to, they've played tight games in the postseason against each other. But let's say it does look like 42 to 10. I mean, you're going to lose three games in a row to the same team? Yeah, I, I That I doesn't bode well. I totally understand your logic, but come on. How hard is it to fire your coach when you're 12 and 5, three straight years, and you make it to the conference title game? That's I know they fired Marty Schottenheimer from the Chargers yeah. way back when he was something like 14 and 2, but the Cowboys have not. 
I don't think Mike McCarthy's had a full chance. Like they could get if they get to the conference title game, that shows development. And if I'm Jerry, I'm pretty psyched where this team is because they'll be even better next year. I know they have Get to pay guys. Act together. But don't you think like that's what they want? Like getting further and further in the playoffs. I think he's saying if they blow this first game to a, to the youngest team in playoff history, I mean the Packers have no right to go into Dallas and win that game. If McCarthy blows that, then he's in trouble. But I mean, I know you you're sort of watching the situation closely. Where we disagree. If he gets, can you imagine Jerry let Jason Garrett hang around at eight and eight for about fifty years? You're saying conference title game? He's gonna fire him? No way. That's your cowboy quickie. Thanking himself. Gosh, Dallas got so lucky. Can we just say that? No, they didn't get. They they got so lucky because two things. They didn't they sh- lose to the. Well, they did lose to the Arizona Cardinals, but they didn't lose to the Arizona Cardinals the second to last game of the year, like your Philadelphia Eagles. You were right there. No, it didn't even matter about that. They should have lost to the Lions. They were two shot. They well, should have lost to the Lions. You want to bring up old business. And then, they, first of all, the Eagles should have completely imploded. Dallas should be the five seed, and they should be headed to San Francisco in the second round instead of possibly the Eagles. I don't even think the Eagles win their first game. But it just feels like it just worked out really well for Dallas. If I told you midseason they were going to be the two seed, it seemed like Philadelphia had everything in their way. Now, Dallas has this easy playoff run, and I still think they're going to lose in San Francisco. Sounds like someone who's bitter. Here is uh, oh, yeah. Mike McCarthy. <laughs> is that coming through the radio? Oh, it should, because I am. <laughs> uh, Mike McCarthy also had this to say where, uh, and we have some sound, McCarthy saying um, even though they're playing the Packers and he coached the Packers and coached them to a Super Bowl, last year he made a big deal about it. This year he's not talking about it. Oh, shoot. Um, I mean, I've had a good year. I, I haven't watched them a whole lot. But, uh, yeah, the drama of it I'm sure you guys will love. I'm, I'm, I will not participate this year. But, uh, no, I, I hey, it's, uh, it's playoff time. It doesn't matter who we play, to be, to be honest with you. And he said last year he brought it up, and then he ended up regretting it. They went to Lambeau. They lost in overtime. Another electric uh, podium quote from Mike McCarthy, honestly. He seemed genuinely surprised that someone asked him about it. It's like, uh, you've got a street named after you in Green Bay. Yeah. You don't think this would going to come up? Yeah, but he's got a useless in press conferences. That dude never says anything right. I mean, oh, shoot. he's uh, got, <laughs> of the Andy Reid school of not saying anything important or really interesting. Although the no, best it's interesting um, that he talked about it last year and now he regrets it. That I don't, is what did he say last year? He was talking about how the memories that he has in Green Bay and uh and basically kind of talked up how it's going to be the all the emotions and feelings of going back to Lambeau and he like he said he made a big deal about it. Maybe he talked about it more with the team behind the scenes and he regretted it. I don't um, remember that storyline at all. I mean, it, just because you don't remember it doesn't no, mean I'm it didn't saying, exist. But yeah, yeah. And it wasn't obviously a game of this importance. So no, it, it didn't, wasn't a postseason. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, I, I don't think. Do you see any like sort of like bitter rivalry here? Mike McCarthy returns against the Packers. It doesn't feel that way to me. Well, he's been gone a little while and it doesn't feel like it's a new era with Jordan Love. It's a whole new Packers team. Yeah, it will. Listen, if the Packers keep it close and it's like a McCarthy boneheaded clock management. Then, move, then oh, yeah, I see what game you're saying. On. Yeah, <laughs> this thing's going to get a whole new life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The future of Jim Harbaugh now that he is a college football national champion. We get to that next. Maggie Pearl, CBS Sports Radio. Um. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.